Good Wednesday morning, guys. Thank you kindly for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. It's good to be with you on a Valentine's Day chilly morning. Um, happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. Uh, my sweetheart woke me with uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, Ooh. which I Is that very much enjoy. I love Reese's. Yeah. The, the big cups or the little ones? Any, any chocolate oh. and peanut butter. Oh, my goodness. Well, oh. you do like the, the, what's the M&M version of it? I'll take the M&M version. I'll take the Reese's version. Anything go, with chocolate and peanut butter doesn't last long in our house. Not just me, but evidently the affinity for chocolate and peanut butter has been passed to our boys as well. It's in the genes. It's in the genes. Um, it's good to be with you. We're live wherever you get your social media content, your podcasting content. Judah Wickhauer is trying to jump in here, but he knows this is the intro of the program where I think... <laughs> Presenting partners like Yes Realty Partners and, and uh, wonderful partners down on the pull down. And tab. evidently Keith um, needs a reminder <laughs> of that as well. RealTalkWithKeithSmith.com. If you go to the menu bar and click the Partners tab, you'll find the trusted advisors that Keith Smith himself has, has vetted, personally, personally vetted, vetted, personally vetted on Real Talk with and Keith. And we Smith. know every one of them like Reese's Pieces. Absolutely. Why don't we go to the studio camera now and welcome Keith Smith to the program? Good Wednesday morning and happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day, Judah. I think we've been chastised. No, <laughs> gently. <laughs> gently uh, chastised. Judah Wickhauer wanted to offer something. I don't know if he has the three shot ready to go, but he had something poetic, I believe he was going to say. He's a very poetic man. Uh, when he talks, I listen. Most of the time. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a lot of weight on my shoulders. I was just going to say that it, you're thinking of Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Oh, thank which, you, Judah. Which I ended um, up create, correcting myself through, through, through it. But it's kind of like an M&M. Yeah, yeah. It's like an M&M, yeah, very, but it exactly, ain't an M&M. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Nothing exactly like interrupting the intro to the show that uh, we highlight the partners for the, <laughs> the context of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I do like Reese's Pieces, though, Judah. Thank you. That's good so, to know. So Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, I think I asked you off air. You're celebrating with your lovely better half. On, on the, the weekend. weekend, absolutely. Good, good. Um, we are going this afternoon go run to Richmond and hang out with our youngest granddaughter for about an hour. Apparently, they've got a leak in the roof, and, oh. and I, Daddy, the contract, the former recovering contractor, got a call, so we're going to... So go. what's the plan for the leak in the roof? Um, patch? I, I'm going to get on the roof and see where it's leaking. Okay. In my suit. That's in your suit, neat, there you go. going to be a neat trick. You're the number one, uh, was it Pappy? Pop dad. Pop dad. You're the number pop one dad. pop dad out there. Pop dad. And then uh, Yona and I are going out for dinner tonight. Oh, where are you guys going? <laughs> to Volo. Uh, how favorite. did I know that? How do you, you know? It's our favorite. I, I, you know, it, it's one of these things, if you get into a rhythm. Why do you guys <laughs> not change it up? We do. We just don't talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. We do. do you have reservations? I do. Yeah? What time are the resis? Uh, for me, it's 8 o'clock, which is like. That's late for you. That is late for me. This is. That uh, means you're going to be in bed after 10 o'clock tonight. I know. I don't know what to do. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? Because normally tomorrow is Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah normally... Um, You're uh, asleep by 9? No, no. 9.15. Uh, 9.15? 10 o'clock is kind of stretching it. The girl... The, what happened the other day? Yon and I went out for uh, <laughs> dinner, and uh, there was an event at Paramount that we did. And we were like driving home like at 11 30, 12 o'clock at night, and we were calling the girls, and they were like, What are you guys doing up? <laughs> and your girls are up at that time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're, they're night owls. A little shout out to my ladies in my life. I did a post this morning. Okay. Um, Let me see you know, that post. I am, I am, uh, I, tagged, I tagged you in it. Oh. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to be tagged in your ladies' post. Yeah, Thank you. You know, um, a shout out to my mother. Uh, Tina Smith. Tina! Tina is my first Valentine, my first love. We love you, Tina. Oh, she sent me a friend request. I should respond and accept it, shouldn't I? I, I think that would be a good thing. Otherwise, Tina. Mrs. Smith will come and get you. I have now accepted it. Well, she doesn't have a profile picture. We're learning. We're learning. Okay, thank you, Tina, for the friend request. She's of a certain age that that's, we're, hey, no, that we're learning. We're learning how to do this. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wanted to say this publicly in, in front of the, the world, the vir- virtual world anyway, um, Dude, you, you, you used AI to clean this copy up. This is not your writing. I'm reading these words right now, and this is not Keith Smith writing this. 
I don't mean to blow up your spot. If I just did, I guess I did right there. This is what? Which AI functionality did you use for this? I was in the middle of trying to give my mother a compliment. Okay, I'm sorry. And you Go interrupted ahead. me. Is this payback for me interrupting no, you? No, no, I'm done. I'm done talking. <laughs> That's not even possible. You both comp- this is beautiful. This is poetic. It's from your heart, Keith. So... Do we want to go to the AI? No, no. That we want to I think do? you should finish your heartfelt commentary. Yeah, well, and my, my ADD, just, you just did it. Nice job, Miller. <laughs> Sorry. Just totally lost it. <clears throat> um, no, you know, I, I wanted to say something poetically with the help of AI, okay, about my mother and my women in my life, but, but I wanted to verbally say it. Uh, this is not AI. This is Keith. You can do that. <laughs> uh, well, someday probably somebody will be here doing this AI. But she taught me everything I needed to know about how to treat women, how to love, how to take care of a family. You know, uh, you know it, I often say if I ever grow up and become half the person my father is, I, I will be achieving something. I want to say the same thing about my mother, right? My mother taught me how to, t- to treat a woman right. There you go how to be a good husband, there you go. how to be a good father. And um, even though I talk about my wife and my children often, without my mother, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with my, with my wife and my children. So That's beautiful. These are women that are super important in my life and made me who I am. My father, of course, had his role in it. But uh, without my mother, um, you know... I wouldn't be the man I am right now, to be honest with you. And yes, I use AI. That was beautiful. Judah, Judah's uh, shedding a tear, I think, over there. Judah, what are your, uh, any, any Valentine's Day salutes you'd like to offer to the viewers and listeners out in viewer and listener world? How can I, how can I follow that? You can't. It's very uh, difficult to follow. Oh, stop it. There you go. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, so I just I wanted to take a moment and tell my mother I love her. I don't do it as often as I used to. No. Okay. How's Tina doing? How's, uh... They're doing okay. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're at a certain age, and I love them dearly. I just went through this whole heartfelt thing that I was getting chills, and my eyes were tearing up a little bit. But they're also a little stubborn. Okay. So what does that mean? The house is going on the market or not? The going? house is not going to go on the market. No? But... I don't know if she's watching or not, but we've got a little renovation project going on in our house that they don't know about yet. I think you've mentioned that. I think I've yeah. mentioned it. Yes. So are they moving in? No, but it's ready for them when they are. Okay. So back on Valentine's Day, because yes. this is an exciting topic. I can't wait to hear this topic. You know, I'm tired of talking about no inventory. I'm tired of talking about rates, about that, rates and yada, yada, yada. Darn so, Fed not cutting. Dodd Fed not cutting. Inflation and, being persistently sticky. And it's going to be sticky for a while. Yeah. But the basic two stories, there's multiple stories, but the two basic stories are of two priests by the name of Valentine. The first one, and this is during the reign of Claudius, and, you know, he didn't like Christians, so, you know, that was that. Was that. But he came up with this genius idea that, that if, if you were single, you fought better. If you were married, you didn't, so he banned marriages. So this priest conducted secret marriages. Claudius found out. I'll leave out the gruesome details, but he became a martyr. The second one was another priest, which a couple years later, by the name of Valentine, who was, you know, preaching the gospel and doing his thing, and Claudius didn't like that, put him in jail to be executed. And he wrote a letter to a girl, you know, not not a um, love letter, but this was a girl that was blind and so forth and so on. And it's that he signed it, your Valentine. Oh. That's what happened. Okay. And so that's where the, the premise happened. It also goes a little further back to the Romans in the pagan days in the Lupacia, or I can't pronounce it, but it was like a pagan thing. But anyway, that was kind of the origin of it. And then somewhere in the 1900s, Walmart said, hey, let's capitalize on this. Not Walmart. Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah, I knew, I knew what you meant. What is your favorite... Uh Outside of the primary holidays, what's your favorite holiday? Any morning I wake up with Mrs. Smith. Oh, come on. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. But what holiday? What's your favorite holiday? Come on. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. I, I, Not Christmas. 
Outside of Christmas? Thanksgiving and 4th of July and Easter. Those are the four main ones. Wouldn't you say, Judah? We'd be in over there on a uh, but three shot. You said 4th of July? I'd say 4th of July, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter are the primary holidays. Are they not? Uh, New Year's. New Year's the primary holidays. Call, call it five. Like one yeah. essentially uh, almost, you know, spread them out evenly across the year, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I can't think of one outside of that. I, I you know, I, I, I'm one of these weirdos. I don't buy Yona flowers or chocolates on Valentine's Day. Okay. I buy them on a Tuesday. Okay. Right. I've always had fly. And if Yona's chiming in, or any of my daughters chiming in, my whole life, marriage with Yona, we always had flowers in the house. I always would. Every two weeks, I would buy fresh cut flowers and put them. In, in the house. Keith I, Smith I uh, putting men all over the I Love Seville network oh. uh, stratosphere in the oh. doghouse right now. Oh, in the doghouse right let's now. Talk, let's talk about what you don't know about Keith. Oh, what don't we know about Keith? I know a lot about Keith. But do you know what I did in high school? My uh, work? Did you finish? Did you make it all the way through high school? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, How cute the, is that? Was this the story when you finished the bottle of Jim Beam? Was this the stickball story? No. I never told you how I actually graduated high school. I, th- I think you've told this story on air, but go ahead and tell I it did, again. I did. But I worked in a florist. Right, I, I knew that. Okay, well, I thought I did, didn't say. I don't remember what I. I don't remember what. But I, tell the viewers and listeners. I, it's, your stories are good. I hear them more often, you know, than than I'd say I hear your stories more often than anyone on the planet. Not with a first name. I mean, all his daughters have a first uh, letter Y in their name, right? You probably have more than they, they do. Yona, Yaz. And Yvonne. And Yvonne. No, I graduated. I, I went to work. You know, so, so this was back in the, in the 70s that um, they, uh, New York City and all this stuff was in the middle of uh, austerity budgets and the city was going bankrupt. And, you know, just, just think of the 70s in, in, in the New York area, in New York in particular. Um, so the school classes, like, went from 30 kids to 80 kids. And the way that the the um, jurisdiction, excuse me, the way the school systems got money from the state was the way diplomas went out the door. And the teachers really didn't care. They were just wrangling up kids. and it, I, I'm sure they cared, but, you know, it just was that. But I went to work. For, I, I physically never went to high school. My last two years of high school, I worked. And there was an English teacher who was principal. How does that work? How does Judah's also wondering the same. Go ahead. What do you mean? How does that work? Why? They didn't. It, it was. It was a different di- time. It was a different time. Holly man. Foster wishes us a happy Valentine's Thank Day you, from Holly. the Caribbean. She's in the Caribbean right Ooh, now. Ooh, Holly, where in the Caribbean? We're in the Caribbean, Holly Foster. She's the queen of Henrico. She's in the Caribbean right there now you watching go. the program. Good for you. Um, Let us know where, Holly. Yeah. So it was a different world, brother. Google New York City in the seventies, and it'll tell you the full story in it. But. Uh, so she would. I, she was an English teacher, and okay. she wouldn't sign off on whatever needed to be signed off on. So I would get my my diploma, right? And she wanted me to write a, a report on Chaucer. Okay. And I showed up with two <laughs> dozen yellow roses, and she said, "Get the hell out of here, kid!" And signed the thing, and said, "You're going to go well in life, and here's your diploma. Have a nice day." That's awesome. That's and, how I graduated that's how high I played, school. That's how it played out. That's how I graduated high school. 68 houses came on the market. You, you, you often tell the story of how you made it down to Lake Monticello as well. Yeah. It was uh, a newspaper ad. It was a newspaper ad, yeah. So we were talking about that the other day, about you know, a little bit of the history of Lake Monticello. I love the history of Lake We Monticello. went to, um, I, I know a little bit too much. I've been there for too long, done too much work there over the decades, three and a half decades. Um, it's funny, we went out, uh, we had a, a, a dinner with our next door neighbors that have only been here for a few years, and I got to retell the history of it. Uh, but most people don't know, it started in 68 and 69, right? The lake was filled up by Camille when uh, Hurricane Camille came through, not the person Camille, but when Hurricane Camille came through. Hurricane Camille devastated a lot of Central Virginia. Nelson Nelson County in particular. Yeah, Nelson County. Quite a few people. Right. Back in there, it was was a devastating hurricane that came through that thing, but it filled up the lake. Right. Supposedly in a day. Matter of fact, a little trivia, at the bottom of the dam, which is 90 feet deep, there are construction equipment 
that they couldn't get out and fast. So there's people that, if you ever go out there, you'll see a diving buoy and people dive on the construction equipment. You know, it's huh. about 90 feet deep. I didn't know that. That's a good piece of trivia. I got a bunch of useless I, I like the stuff. useless trivia. But what happened with um, Lake Monticello, it was supposed to be a vacation community for folks coming out of northern Virginia. Right. So the development that I developed within... The Yakers. The the Yakers, yeah. ...was originally supposed to be an airport. Okay. It was owned industrial. had to downzone it. To get the Yankees? (laughs) Right. What's the joke? Uh, The gates are in place to keep the Yankees... In. In, like Monticello. But how the Yankees got there is where the story is going. Okay. So the Lake Monticello kind of set stagnant for years. Uh, back around 85, there was a company called Cost Control Marketing, which was a Pennsylvania company, came down and put a bunch of options on lots. So keep in mind, at that time, there were, if there were 600 homes out of the 4,500, there was a lot. There wasn't much more than 600 homes. People never went out that far, nevertheless, back in the mid-80s. The mid um, so they would advertise up in New York and New Jersey, and they pay you 150 bucks to come down, and you own a lot so-and-so, they would give you a $50 option on it, and if I sell it, I sell it for whatever, I give you $2,000 for the lot, and thank you very much, and move on. Well, what they were doing, they were selling them to Yankees, which is up me, for like 40 grand. So, and they were using all, they, it would, they violated all kinds of rules and regulations and stuff like that. Ultimately, there was about 800 to 1,000 people that ultimately bought. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of lots. That's a lot of lots. And, and, and we kind of propagate. And as I, I came down here first, okay. I brought my family. So other New Yorkers came down and we kind of grew. That's the reason that happened. So between mid-80s to the mid-90s, there was this huge influx. Late, late 80s to late 90s, there was this huge influx. And I know that's what I was building, 20, 30, 40 houses a year at Lake Monticello for Yankees. Um, then it be- moved into a bedroom community somewhere at the tail end of the 2000s, early, mid-2000s, where it started becoming a Charlottesville bedroom community. Um, and it's kind of stayed that way ever since. But you have this large group of people that are retirees, and what you're starting to see now... A little turnover. A lot of turnover, yeah. and, and it's kind of an emotional thing. You know, you get a phone call from, from a family member that somebody you built a house 20, 25 years ago mm-hmm. that have passed on, and you need to sell the house. It's kind of a, an emotional thing. Anyway, that's the, that's the base story. I like the perspective. Um, comments are coming in. Bill McChesney wish, uh, wishing us a happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, Thank Bill. Thank you, Bill. Uh, awesome um, pictures with your grandkids. Uh, James, your uh, brother-in-law watching the program. We love James Watson. Um, I think she's on a cruise, a celebrity. Oh, she's fa- on a cruise, yeah. Fascination at sea this morning. Yeah, yeah, she's on. On she's celebrity on, fascination. She's on a cruise. That's on a cruise. Yeah. That's fantastic, Holly Foster. Yeah, good for you, Holly. Um, this and is- thank you for being on a cruise and listen to us talk about Valentine's Day. AJ watching the program, he said, the show you guys did with Supervisor O'Brien and Supervisor Fairchild was absolutely fantastic. On Friday. So let's do a little programming note here. And it was an example of how local government should operate. Governments around Central Virginia should take notice of Real Talk with Keith Smith. Oh, thank you. So I agree with that. Thank you for the segue. Thank you for the softball. Uh, Who is that again? AJ. AJ. Thank you, AJ. Hello. Thank you for the softball. A little programming note. Uh, today is a fun day. We're going to have fun and just see what the, the feed throws out us, maybe talk a little about real estate. But on Friday, we've got another big show coming up. We've got Lloyd Snook and Juan Diego Wade coming. So we've got the, we've got the current mayor of the city of Charlottesville. And Juan the, Diego Wade. And the previous I mayor. I want to thank him uh, for helping me win that bet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a, a previous um, mayor. Uh, mayor. Current city councilor. Current city councilor, and we're going to talk a little bit about real estate and uh, whatever is on their mind. But hopefully, we'll have a repeat of that awesomeness on Friday. And I'm trying to line up something 
for Louisa County oh. and Greene County and Nelson County as we're going. Uh, my friend Fitzgerald Barnes. I'm going to ask for a little help from you to reach out to Fitz, my fellow Marine, and uh, try to try to get a little balance going, right? Okay. Uh, uh, you know, kind of maybe two different folks that maybe don't clearly, you know, see things exactly the same way. I love doing those shows because I don't have to, I can sit back and listen. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Lloyd Sanook, Juan Diego Wade on the Friday edition of Real Talk with Keith Smith, 10, 15 a.m. on Friday. Put that on your calendar. Judah's putting it on his notepad. I like that. Man of preparation. I noticed Judah's haircut. Keith did not notice Judah's haircut. First thing Nobody I noticed said, my haircut. Uh, I got I, a haircut I yesterday. I gave you props on the haircut. This morning? Yeah. Okay. I think I, maybe I need to pay attention. That's maybe a, you thought it and didn't no, say No, the first it. thing I said when you came in. Really? I said nice haircut. I think haircut. I was focusing more on my coffee. I said nice. Yeah, he goes and gets a haircut each morning. I said nice haircut. No, I go and get a cup of coffee each morning. Yeah, well, when you come in here, first and thing I you do, do. I do, I do. And, and, and I'm a, a creature of habit. What do I always do? Uh, you urinate at the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> do you not urinate at That's the That's not what shop? I was at going. The I, was, I was going. I always ask you for one. You always say no, and I still always ask. Right. And I, res- I yeah. appreciate that you ask Jude and I every morning for five years. Do you want a cup of coffee? And I think every morning for five years, I know me personally, I've said no. There's been a few times Judah has said yes to that. Well, uh, he generally rolls his eyes, like, really, dude? Yeah, I, I, but it's a ma- the formality is appreciated. So, so, Bill and some of the guys out there watching, what's your, what's your, what's your Valentine story? What's your best Valentine story? Or, or how did you meet your Valentine or your, your, your partner or your significant other or your wife and do that. I, I, I've told my story a couple times. I'd love to hear somebody chime in there. Maybe we'll, we'll get into a little bit of real estate because I'm sitting here looking at we got 68 uh, homes that came on the market in the last seven days and 76 went into, went into pending, which, you know, we're kind of growing in, in coming on, but, you know, we're, we're exceeding. Uh, what's going pending on what's coming. Todd Rath, the owner of Blue Toad Hard Cider, says, we like to be called Damn Yankees, Keith, because we're staying. Oh, so that's the joke. Very good. So, you know, what's the difference between a Yankee and a Damn Yankee, right? Damn Yankee stays. They stay. They don't leave. A really Yankee just leaves. But we are Damn Yankees. We come come and do that. But, you know, we My better half a Yankee. And we add a little spice, a little flavor that's an understatement. <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. I do not want that, you to get into trouble. I'll leave that one alone. We'll talk about me. I add a little spice and, and flavor. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody uh, that is a little bit of local, you ever see a dog when it don't quite understand you, it does its head, it goes, whoop, kind of twists its head sideways. I tend to get a lot of those. People go, huh? Forrest the dog? <laughs> Forrest the dog, yeah. He was in the bed this morning, which we're going to have to talk to him about that. That's uh, Molly's saying, can we provide questions for the for Mayor Wade yes, and so Councillor Snuck? Thank you, thank yeah. you. So, uh, Holly, thank you very much. So, if uh, uh, Molly, Molly, excuse me, I apologize. Somebody else. Sorry. Yes, please. Um, you know the the, the 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 trick here, the secret sauce of what what we do here, and particularly um, what Jerry does. You know, dump them in the feed. Jerry reads them. And we go ahead and start doing it. If you want to send something in advance, um, you can do that. You can um, either either do it on as a DM to me in Facebook or um, everybody knows how to get a hold of my email or my, my cell phone number. You can email me or, or text me. But the best way to do it is live uh, and send it to Joe. How would you characterize uh, what's going on with Charlottesville right now and its leadership? It's cold. Oh, the leadership. Yeah, it's leadership. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to sit next to Juan Diego. And, 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 I'm, and I've said this publicly, and I will continue to say this. Uh, Lloyd got us out of trouble. got us going in the right direction. Yes, he did. Um, I'm excited to see what Juan Diego can do. You know, he's a brother from another mother. I've known Juan Diego for a while. We're born on the same day. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but I think he's the right person at the right time to move the county, excuse me, the city, city forward. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear what they have to say, right? I, 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 this is shut up and listen, and what do you got going on? I'm going to give them some realities of, of the housing market. And what are the right? realities you're going to pass them? Well, the realities of it is in 2023, the last time we had a sales volume that we had in 2023, number of units sold 
in the city of Charlottesville was in 2011. Okay. Coming out of the time of unpleasantness? No, we were kind of still in it a little bit at that point. Maybe the tail end. Let let me rephrase that. The Smiths were still in it in 2011. But you're 100% right. We were making, you know, at at the, you know. Woody Fincham says, I met my wife on AOL. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it uh, You've Got Mail, Woody Fincham? So was that like. Similar to the Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movie? Oh, look at that. That Where was that filmed? Fantastic. uh, Was it filmed in Manhattan? Nope. You sure about that? I, I thought that was the one that was filmed in Seattle. Uh, I think you. I think you're right. It was filmed in Seattle. I do think. I'm you're thinking right. you're thinking when Harry met Sally. No, I think. In fact, I, I'm, I'm. I think you are right. So Hanks. Film. Well, that's a great movie. Meg Ryan, adorable. And and it was a, a okay. So for for all movie fans, that was a re remake of a Cary Grant movie where they meet on the top of the Empire State Building. That's just to throw it out there. So somebody who actually... Uh, I want to confirm it's Seattle, but I'm quite confident it's, it is Seattle. It's, it's an, he was an architect out in Seattle, right? She was living in New York, and they were communicating back and forth in the premise of... Uh, no. I'm wrong? That is, you are wrong. Ooh. In Manhattan's Upper West Side. I was right. Trust so, your instinct, so, Jerry. So it's, when, Trust what's your the instinct. one with Tom Hanks... When he was Sleepless in, in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless That's in Seattle. That's it. Sleepless in yeah. Seattle. Yeah. You've Got Mail was Manhattan. So what was the one Harry met Sally? Uh, that was Billy Crystal. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that was Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks were also in Joe versus the Volcano. So they were in Joe versus That's a the Volcano. Movie. I believe. Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. <laughs> you've Got Mail was dubbed You've Got Mail, monikered You've Got Mail after when you signed on to AOL, and this is way back in the day. In fact, I would bet, Judah, would you bet, put the generational chart on there, that young millennials and younger have no idea of AOL and You've Got Mail. Remember when you would sign Ooh. on to AOL and it would be, You've Got Mail. Remember, and, Judah? How does that go? You've got mail. So, yeah. So, I, I, so Woody, what year was that? That, uh, that he met uh, his beautiful wife? Yeah, Woody, yeah. what year did you and, meet? And what happened next? Tell the story, brother. The better half on AOL. That's a, you know. And you know what? You should, you should track his better half. Woody knows movies. He says it was New York. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, yeah, and Neil uh, Williamson, An Affair to Remember, is a great movie. That's the movie. And so, it's Neil, a fair to remember. Good Very good. So, the question... To Neil is... Lori says uh, Woody's better half was 1998. 1998. Uh, he said, based on this discussion Neil did, I wonder if Real Talk is supported by those who make carpet bags. Make what now? <laughs> carpet bags. He's calling you a carpet bagger. <laughs> oh, God. Williamson cracks Just, you, know. you know... I really like you know, Joe, uh, Neil's joke the other day when I was wearing a red and white shirt. We were talking about Pizza Hut. And he asked if the shirt I was wearing was a uh, reference to the pizza. <laughs> so, Neil, who was the female lead in an affair to remember? And by the way, even though Neil's busting my chops, please donate. <laughs> Pull down the partner tab. Please President donate. The free enterprise the forum. Free enterprise forum. He is out there in the room. Get usually the only person in the room to go ahead and. Uh, and get information out to us. So please donate. Please donate so he can continue to do the work he could do. And, yes, you can keep on busting my chops. So who was the, the Meg Ryan character in an affair to remember? Deborah Carr. What year was that? Oh, God. That had to be in the 40s. That I can't, I can't remember the year. It had to have been in the 40s. There used to be a time where AOL and Instant Messenger was the way to communicate with friends. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they also... That was text messaging before text messaging. So back in my day, there was two cups and a string. And you would connect. Uh, Kevin Yancey's, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, how you feet doing, starting Kevin? to blow up here and catch a little yeah. steam. Yeah, there you go. Um, 1957 and Deborah Kerr. Kerr, that's right. Deborah Thank Kerr. You. Look at that. Smith is screwing up big time today. Yeah, and you're usually good with the pop culture references. Uh, no. Uh, why, was, why did I think Deborah Carr for Okay, Deborah Kerr. Deborah Kerr, mm-hmm. 57. 57 was slightly before my time. A little bit before my time. Slightly before my time. A little bit before my time. Um, Kevin but I'm a big TCM fan. That's all I... It you drives, love Turner Classic it, it loves, drives Yona nuts. Okay. Uh, Why? 
There's good movies on TCM. It's a great movies on TCM, but you know you watch the same ones over and over again. If it whatever is on, if an affair remembers on, I'm going to watch it. Uh, uh, you know, any opportunity to watch Cary Grant is freaking. I'll take that opportunity. Did you let the viewers and listeners know your thoughts on your favorite commercial from the Super Bowl? Uh, no, because I probably didn't pay much attention to to what? to them. Yeah, I, you know, I. Are we going to go down the soup, the football route? No, no. I, we, I we do have some real estate questions on the. Yeah, uh, I. To get this out there, and I probably might get some haters. I I actually don't really watch the Super Bowl. You know, I was hanging out with my grandkid, and that's what what I really loved. And to me, it's such a spectacle. It's not. You know, it was a good game, and it ended pretty well. I like watching the wild cards in the playoffs. That's those are the real, the real games. But you know, and I didn't even watch halftime. So you didn't watch Usher. I, no. You strike me as a, a a huge fan of Usher. I would have I would have watched it. We were driving back from Richmond. We, okay. We caught the first half in Richmond. Well, how long does that drive for you? Forty five. Um. Uh, with with you driving, is it forty? Forty five. It's about it's exactly sixty miles door to door. I can do it in about 45 minutes. That's not bad. Yeah. That's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, hop, skip, and a jump. Go That's ahead. It takes about as long as that to get out of the gates of Lake Monticello. It's an interesting thing that you <laughs> should bring up because we'll talk some real estate, hopefully. And, we, and we got real estate questions. Cool. Um, uh, but, you know, when you're looking to buy in, in, in Lake Monticello, one of the conversations come up, and it is where are we located to one of the gates, right? So it's got five gates. You can be in the center section of Lake Monticello, and to your point, it could take you – 10 minutes to get from there to get to 53 or 618 or, oh, you're smiling. No, no, no. Uh, or, Keep going. Or, or, I'm just expecting a zing from Neil Williamson coming up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go ahead and, to go ahead and do that. He's gonna, yeah, so donate to Neil. Donate to Neil, even though he zings me. Donate to Neil. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, it could take you about 10 minutes to get out. That's the reason why I love where I'm at at the Acres. I'm on 53 right by Food Lion, you know. I believe your neighbor's house is on the market, right? It still is, yeah. We're getting super activity. So talking about the real estate market, um, is that a five nine nine list? It is. Um, uh, the messy commercial was the best one for Woody Fincham. That one was fantastic. The messy commercial where he's playing soccer on the beach. I, I, I like Dunkings with Ben Affleck. If I had Brady to make a choice, oh, it was so good. Jennifer yeah, Lopez. If I had to make a choice, that would be that would be the one. I've, did you, apparently, there's a longer version. Oh, it's an of extended it? cut is that it? Duncan has put on its social channels. It's about four minutes and change. Well, I will go ahead and do that. I read a lot. Uh, you read a lot. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's being close to it out. It's not, where did I lost my train of thought? Where was I at? The Acres. <laughs> the Acres, thank yeah. you. <laughs> the fact that your neighbor's house is for sale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to real estate. Thank you, sir. Back to real estate. That's what I'm uh, here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not easy being me. Go ahead. It's not easy, easy for you to keep me in, on track. Um, but, you know, open houses are back in a big way. I've noticed that. Uh, most of the ones you're looking in that are on, a lot of them are, are new construction because they're dumping all their new constructions in there, which I don't quite get, but that's a whole different issue. Um, we had, I should say, Yona had two open houses, two weekends back to back. Each, each one, each day, she did it on Saturdays and Sundays for two, two weekends back to back. She had between six to eight couples come through each day. Uh-huh. All buyers looking to buy. A couple of them unrepresented, which is really good news, right, uh-huh. for those of us who are, are sitting in there. But it was a very interesting uh, open house uh, scenario. So the activity is there. Um, it just you know, takes a little bit of time these days. Um, there's always a bear. There's always a bear in the conversation. And Kevin Yancey embraces the role of bear. Uh, we appreciate the mayor of Waynesboro. Um, and he has Keith. Fellas. Keith, Judas, and Jerry. And Liza. What is your take on Q4 2023 mortgage? I'm not quite sure what, I what this question is. Uh, he's talking I about think he's- mortgage rates and what's our take on uh, the fourth quarter of 2023 that mortgage budgets, mortgages reached 70% of home budgets, which was the highest ever. I don't think so. Was it seventy percent? I didn't read that stat. That seems rather high. Uh, we'd have to check yeah, get, the math. On offer it. that in a, in a little more concise. But, uh, but I think we're 
Kevin is going is is worthwhile to have a conversation about. Um, where Kevin, I think Kevin is going, and Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, where he's going is that the amount of what people are paying for their mortgage or their rent is way above the third of the standard 33% or a third of your yeah, income. Yeah, that's the thing in the past, I think. And, I, and I, I don't know the exact number, excuse me, but I think we're past the 50% mark. Now, maybe that's what he's alluding to. Though. It's an interesting thing, right? Um, I'm not so sure the 70 is right, and we'd have to double check that. And it's not about a right and wrong, but just to confirm it. Most loans, and if there's any loan officers on there, you can, you can check. You're not going to get a loan if your loan to in, your debt to income ratio is that high. Is that high, right? Yeah. You know, you're. you're I, I, I believe it's somewhere in the mid 50s is the maximum amount. It depends on the loan product, right? I think VA is a little bit higher, or or you know FHA is a little lower, so forth and so on. But it's somewhere in the 50 to 60 percent range on it. I want to say 58 is stuck in my head, but I may be wrong. But somewhere between 50 and 60. So 70, it's just you would never get the loan uh, for, for, for that. But a, a more interesting stat um, nationwide, um, supposedly, the average amount of equity that people have in their homes is around 300 grand, right? Um, and another, Substantial. another interesting stat, while you're looking at that, I actually can pull that stat up uh, somewhere that um, somewhere around 60%, and I'm going to pull this up here in a minute, somewhere around 60% of people either have 50% of their mortgage paid off or 100% of their mortgage uh, paid off. So there's a huge group of people out there that have a lot of equity, A, because of the market, and B, have paid off most of their mortgages. Mr. and Mrs. Smith would be, would be one of them. Congratulations. Uh, well, it's a tricky. A trick, it's funny you should say that. Um, so I'm looking at the average homeowner has more than three hundred thousand dollars in equity. That's per Core Logic. Uh, so Core Logic is a company that kind of tracks all this stuff around around uh, around the country. I'm going to try to find something else. Uh, and, Bill, it, go ahead. An interesting thing um, had my first circumstances come up where a guy's trying to buy a house who has paid off his mortgage five years ago has paid off all his credit card debt five years ago, and has only used cash for the last five years, and he's having trouble getting a... No credit? That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and it's weird. It's counterintuitive, right? <laughs> you, nah, it's not counterintuitive. Well, to, we, we learned that in high school. All, some of us. You may, some of us may have you learned have credit. that in high school. And this guy's got a master's degree. I mean, he's not yeah. a... Uh, you know, didn't didn't get you know didn't finish high school. Let's put it that way, right? So do that. So Core uh, Logic is three hundred thousand. Anything in there while Smith is stumbling? Oh yeah, Bill McChesney, his love story. Yeah, I'd love uh, to hear. It. Best Valentine's story. My wife was working in a brokerage firm downtown. Her boss invited spouses for lunch, the husbands and the wives. I had a dozen long stem roses sent to her office that morning. I arrived to a pleased wife for the pizza lunch. After everyone had gathered for lunch, a barbershop quartet I hired from the Jefferson Land Corps arrived and sang, Let Me Call You Sweetheart, and some other selections to Jane with all her team members and coworkers watching. After lunch, the brokers were pissed at me and said, thanks a lot for setting the bar so high (laughs) for me. (laughs) Then we found a private office... And we, I added that part. <laughs> I added the last sentence. The last, <laughs> you should see. I added the last I'm, part. I'm, I'm actually trying to find some data. He did I'm, not say, I hope his wife didn't and, and I'm like. I did not. Like, I'm like, oh, I added that. Hold it. Did he actually say no, that? I said that. I said that. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I just thought. But it's I'd a good a idea. More, make it a little more colorful for you. Uh, yeah, so I think Bill, you win. I don't. I don't think it gets much better, better than that to hire a barber quartet. Oh, barber how, how, how does one do that in today's? In It'd be today's challenging. To is there an app for that? I think the barbershop quartet in Charlottesville is one of the buskers on the downtown mall. The uh, the guy who bangs the buckets on the downtown mall is who you hire now. 
if you want her to sing, uh, you want him to sing to your beautiful, your beautiful better half. That guy's pretty good, by the way. Uh. <laughs> Would you say he's pretty good, Judah? If you were enjoying a romantic dinner on the downtown mall at Petit Pois or Zocalo on the patio and the bucket banger. Oh, yeah, that's a different story. Was soliciting. Uh, you have any commentary on that, J Dubs? No, not really. You don't want to throw shade? They could be better. They could be better. Okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. They could be better. Um, this is a good question for you, Keith Smith. Remember when you guys stats, were talking about during COVID that the open house was going to go away altogether? Yes. And I have to go back and view the tape. And somebody please correct me. But I thought I said it would not go away. It would come back. I may be wrong. But, but yeah, you know, COVID, you know, it's, it's funny. Everything that everybody said was going to happen with COVID Kind of didn't happen. Did not happen. <laughs> kind of didn't yeah. happen. Okay. Americans sitting on, sitting on tremendous equity, 68.1%, and this is per uh, CoreLogic also, have paid off their mortgage or have at least 50% equity. So that's 68% have either paid off their mortgage or have 50% equity. That's a substantial amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38.7% own their home free and clear. uh, have mortgage of 50% equity. Um, And then there's 30, the math, 31.9% have more of less than 50% equity. How does that impact the the market? That's a great question. So that kind of goes back. People are going to sell for life changes because they have to. Okay. If I'm sitting on all this equity, and we, we're going we're gonna to tackle this next week okay. because um, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about how Yes Realty Partners can help people renovate their houses and get them on the market, right? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Interstate Service Company, Homes it, Best Friend, ISC. Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because that's... Love that t- I love that tagline, Homes Best Friend. Uh, Go geez, ahead. Geez, I wonder why. Go and um, uh, because what's happening now in the marketplace is if I buyers, millennials in particular, want to buy homes that are ready to go. Boomers, and and this is a pretty interesting report that I've been taking a deep dive in that was done nationally, boomers don't want to make fixes to the house. Boomers want it ready to go as well. No. Boomers, I'm sitting in a house for 30 years, right? The average boomer's been in a house for that long. They're not making upgrades. They're not doing new appliances, new roof, right? Taking the Taking the, the Formica top that was cool in 1985. Was Formica ever cool? Oh, back in the 80s and 90s, everybody. There wasn't a house I didn't. The, the whole. What's the? Why is Formica cool? It wasn't cool. It was the thing. Why was Formica the thing? Oh god. Because it was affordable. Uh, no, seriously. I, I really. I but it's interesting have if we talk about you. the history of countertops in the marketplace. For me. Back in, you know, 87, 88, when I was building houses. Okay. I'm with you. You rarely saw. Rob Neal, hello. You rarely saw granite. Those were the really, 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 really upper end stuff. It, it was, it was, uh, I used to, did I ever tell you I used to own a, a cabinet company? Yeah. And then our, we, <laughs> sorry. And we, we, we had our own fabrication facility and we made our own countertops. And so it, it went from, it went from. You try to vertically integrate the model. There you go. No. But the countertop generation went from Formica edged, wood edged, then this thing back in the late 90s, early, early, well, it started really becoming popular in the late 90s was Corian. Do you remember Corian? So, and then that went away, and then all of a sudden granite started picking up in the 2000s, and it became more cost effective. So they have these different grades, right? Granite can go from grade the lowest grade to the highest grade. And, and what happened is it became cost effective to do the builder grade, the lower grade granite over Korean. But, but there are houses out there, particularly Lake Monticello, that was built in the 80s and the 90s that not much has been done to them. That still have the Formica, huh? Still have the Formica. Okay. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to kind of work on a program because the buyer who's going to buy that house at 6 or 7%, we're over 7% now again. Over 7% now. Right. 
on that, don't want to spend money to fix it up. The seller doesn't want to fix it up, so we're going to hopefully help them out with our relationships with ISC and a bunch of other folks. Uh, Jennifer watching the program, does he expect the buyer pool to shrink with rates increasing? No, no, no. He says no. no. Um, I will give a little color or a little background here. Uh, Some of the inflationary data this week came in hotter than expected, which is an indication that inflation continues to persist. And does that, that surprise? Word, does, does that surprise you? Nasty word. Does inflation. that surprise you that inflation is persisting? Is you almost wonder if inflation is a? Uh, oh yeah. Intentional creation by those seeking uh, fatter profit margins. It's also the way they Judah would probably buy that, right? It's Judah's, also Judah's man of many words today. It's also because he's got an awesome sweater on. It does have an awesome uh, sweater. Is that an Ann Wickhauer original? You no, no, no. It's not. I just have the one. Okay. I'm, I'm not an economist. I don't even play one on television. I didn't it even did stay, stay at, at a Holiday Inn. I Express. didn't stay at Holiday Inn Express last night. But it's very interesting how if you can start cherry picking inflation numbers out, if you take out housing and certain different things, it, the number looks the number looks very different. I look at the end of the day. I don't think Powell's going to do anything for a while. Um, I think you're going to see this roller coaster ride. With mortgage rates up and down, up and down. We've been talking about this forever. I think it's going to continue to be that way. I'm not so sure the election is going to make a difference one way or the other. Um, do you have the uh, – Neil wants to know if you had the avocado refrigerator or the avocado – I'll add a little background of this – toilet. So the seafoam green. A sea, is, is that what you have? No, but that was a 70s, 80s thing. That's 100% right. I don't know anybody out there remember shag carpet, but that was the big thing. And then it went from shag carpet to Berber carpet to oak floor. So these tastes and things change over time. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember seafoam green, avocado, you know, the cabinets. I remember in the 80s and the 90s, everything was this European laminate, uh, almond color, you know, the, you know, it, but it tastes change and stuff, stuff, stuff changes, brother. Uh, quartz. Look at my picture. Look at the picture <laughs> I posted when Yona and I first met in 1984, and look at at at, at 2024. Just oh, was it 84, 85? Quartz uh, is now evidently the new popular. Quartz is pop. the new thing, right? Um, <laughs> that was there, put on the feed. There is Excuse now me. that there is now these. Um, uh, uh, man-made options courts would be one of them they're, they're kind of fabricated uh, in it so they go through that but yeah Kevin Yancey says his in-laws listed their home last Thursday 42 showings and the home yeah. is under contract yeah. now mm-hmm. so without seeing it and if you give me the address I'd love to take a look at it <laughs> is that at the lake his in-laws uh, it, it could be Kevin Yancey where's that where's the, your in-laws house so, um, right location, right price, right features, right condition. I guarantee you, it hits all those four. And if it hits all those four, it'll come Give off the market. One shot over there. Keep going. He's about to say something poetic. Let me know when it's on a one. Uh, Go. <laughs> I think I just did. I guarantee you, the house is in the right location. Which, if it is the one at Lake Monticello, it, it's Lake Monticello. Kevin, I could have listed it for you, but that's okay. Who's <laughs> his in-laws? Price is in-laws. I guess. Oh, Stewart's draft. Price Stewart's draft. Got it. Still could have listed for you, Stewart's draft. But anyway, it's in the right location. I have right noticed price. some of the uh, car agents are expanding their footprint. Yeah. Well, we had this conversation about. Um, being an expert in the marketplace, right? And you know, I, I, I and, you know, I, clearly, I've lived in Lake Monticello for 35 years. But you need to be an expert in everything because that's just the way the way of the world of real estate is at this point. And you have to do that. And if it's outside, I believe in this. If it's outside of my physical realm, Jason Kirby, for example, hey, who's Jay- a, come on this program before, he coined the complimentary seller possession term. Yeah, he's. Got a listing in Verona. Yeah, so it works, right? You can do that. But, you know, everybody, every listing agent has to um, figure out where they're, what, what geographic range they're covering with. Personally, I wouldn't go to Verona. I would, I, would, I would refer it out. 
to somebody. How far is Verona? Verona is probably an hour and a half from me. That's just a bit too far. We try to stay within an hour car drive. You know, it could go an hour 15, depending on... Not Verona, Italy. People <laughs> literally putting on the feed. Verona, Virginia. Now, I would take a listing in Verona, Italy, uh, uh, for sure. But, yeah, so, you know, if it's up in Northern Virginia. But you also have Northern Virginia agents in our marketplace, which is a new phenomenon. We've never... We've, Typically, prior to the unicorn years, you know, people would refer in and out. But we have not. If you take a look, I believe I saw it yesterday. Just, you know, we're talking about Lake Monticello. I believe one of the listing agents were out of Northern Virginia. This has come on the feed. What does Keith think of the Super Bowl advertising with the Homes.com website? Oh. And the information on homes.com, which seems to be more robust than some of the other platforms. So homes.com is <clears throat> going to be the ten, next 10-ton 10 elephant in the room. They oh. spent $1 billion. On what a was new, that? $1 billion. They spent <laughs> billion with, with a B? With a B. Okay, go ahead. They are spending $1 billion in marketing. And I, I knew about this because the um, – so homes.com is owned by CoStar. Okay. We know who owns CoStar. We know where the owner of CoStar lives. Give us a perspective on that, if you could. Yeah, he lives. Set the a, whole stage. Yeah, so so CoStar. One shot is, on that. Yeah, CoStar is a um, commercial MLS, for lack of a better term. Um, it now owns Apartment.com. It now owns. Um, uh, it created uh, Homes.com, and CoStar is trying to, is making a play to overtake Zillow. The only reason I knew about this is in October when I was doing my speech over at the um, CEO event, it was revealed that um, Homes.com was going to do this, and they were going to be spending. So we kind of knew about this in front of a couple, 300 people that we were sworn to secrecy. On it that uh, we do that, but they they are going to be. And the big difference between Homes.com and let's say other search engines, um, they're they're going to be a little bit more agent focused than some of the other ones on it. But they've really done a great job. That you know, now that I think about it, they probably are the my favorite ads. I should probably say that because they're real estate ads. But they weren't really real estate ads. They were they were pretty cool little ads that weren't really talking about real estate. Uh, but watch them out. Homes.com is right now in second place under Zillow. It's probably going to take them over as, as the number one uh, search engine. Uh, the follow-up question to that, this is a good one. And Kevin said he talked to you about the Ridgeview Acres House in Stewart's draft That's last right. year. That's last it. Year. That's it. That's it. Good for you, brother. Uh, the follow-up on this was, uh, is Homes.com going to be the new MLS? No, I think I think I don't think it's going to take over the MLSs. Uh, you know, that's a great question. I don't think anybody really knows, but I I I think they and I just know this because this is what I was told. They want to be the portal by which the the buyer or the seller can search for properties and connect with real estate agents. That's what they want to be. How they're going to do that, how they're going to achieve that, and how efficiently they're going to be at that is yet to be determined. But that's what they ultimately want to be. They do not. So you're not going to – I mean, I could, I could – well, unless we were – what he said wasn't truthful, but the CEO on the stage said we are never selling – setting up a system where we're going to sell directly, be like a, a, an orbits kind of thing, right? You know, we're going to be the – the venue by which real estate agents, buyers and sellers can connect with real estate agents. Uh, Stephanie Wells Rhodes watching the program. Hey, Hello, Stephanie. Stephanie. She said, I've been really surprised over the last year or so how many agents are listing back and forth over the mountain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh, tied to inventory shortage. Yeah, I mean, look, 50% look, of the real estate agents in car have done one or less transactions. That's a crazy stat. Right. 50% um, of the agents in car have done one or less transactions. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you know in end, let, let's, let's call it what it is. Um, commission's got a little bit of pressure on them, right? Right? So, you know, there, there's a volume issue. I mean, we're going to talk about this on, on Friday. But just to talk about, just put it in perspective. This, the volume of homes 
that were sold, and this is single-family detached, single-family attached in condos in the city of Charlottesville. 2011. Was in 2023 matched, literally almost to the unit. It was 401. I think it was a little over 400 in 2011. So the last time that that was that kind of a sales volume in the city of Charlottesville was in 2011. The other jurisdictions were closer to 2016 volume. The city was, for specific reasons, pretty pretty low. What do you attribute that to? I think it's it's just people just aren't putting their homes on the market. They're staying in place. I, I don't. I mean, there's 20 different reasons that we have right now for people to buy and sell or to stay in their home or not to stay in a home that we didn't have back in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. 2% interest mortgage rates would be one of them. Houses, me, being built back in the 80s and the 90s that were age in place, that they didn't have to move, right? You know, they didn't have to walk upstairs and so forth and so on in it. So, look, I, I, I you know, I, to be successful in this business, you're going to have to diversify. And you're going to have to diversify where you're going, price points you're working with, the type of buyers and sellers you're working with, and you're going to have to be professionals. And you're going to have to demonstrate to Jerry, to Judah, to buyers and sellers your capability of, of performing and being a professional. I like that. Uh, Kevin, I did see uh, that Swatanoa Golf Course was for sale. I saw that earlier this week. Which one was that? Swatanoa yeah. Golf Course. That's been coming on and off over the years, though. Um, That's a weird... You would think somebody... The only golf course in Central Virginia that I know of that you can play in jorts, jean shorts, that have dogs chasing geese off the course, where you have to sidestep geese poo, and you often see golfers on the back of golf carts with mullets and pounding cold beers. Well, I wouldn't know because I don't play golf. So, so but, I know them. It's an experience like no other, and no, it's not the Masters. Um, but you should put a perspective on where that is because it's a unique location. There's some abandoned properties up there, hotels and stuff. It's, it, it blows my mind that the top of that mountain is, you know, what's been sitting there abandoned for decades has never really been done something with. Kevin might know more about why, but, you know, it's a pretty, you know, it's the top of the Blue Ridge Mountains. You know, you, you make a, as you're coming from this side to the other side, you make a left, you go down the Blue Ridge Highway, you make a right, you go into the Shenandoah. Um, it's a gorgeous place, and it's kind of a, I just never understood why it never became something. Uh, um, this is a good question. This is a real estate question. I see. This is a real estate question. This is a good one. Um, Spencer, if rates don't drop, is the expectation for 2024 the same or less volume for 2023? Because we thought we expected five to six rate cuts in 2024 at the end of 2023. Now we're seeing potentially less rate cuts and or so, uh, uh, rates staying stickier, higher for longer. So I'm going to answer that question and then... And then maybe we can wrap up because we've got a big show on Friday that we, we've got to get ready for. So I'm going to go ahead and take a look on what this seven days in uh, February in 23. So give me one second to quickly quickly take a, take a look at that. And I just want to see what the pending is this seven days versus that. The short answer to it is I think we're going to see an uptick in volume but a very minuscule uptick. We're not going to go and see something that is um, a huge, huge uptick. I think you're going to see certain areas upticking. I mean, the city of Charlottesville is pretty damn low. So to go from 2011 and up, it is not going to take a lot of um, inventory to make that happen. And I'm trying to talk and look at the same time. Swannanoa, the only place that I've seen um, golf course-wise where one of the rules that's posted at the club says all players must wear shirts. <laughs> yes, it is part of the late Phil Delaney's empire. Um, Swannanoa. All players must wear shirts is posted legitimately on signage at the club. Yeah. It may be less. If this trend 
goes forward. This same exact day, seven days back a year ago, um, 69 went pending. 57 were new, so we're, we're upticking on the 57 because we're 68 on the new, but we're only at 76. So it's maybe flat, maybe a little bit more. It's hard to take a look at. This is only the first month and two weeks into the year, but look, uh, we're going to wrap up here, but this, you know, if you guys have me for another 10 years, we're going to be having this conversation. <laughs> look at that. He went, oh, shit. No, we will. <laughs> um, we will. Uh, uh, this conversation is going to be going on for another 10 years at, at minimum. But it's 1119. Friday and, uh, is uh, Lloyd Snook and Juan Diego Wade on Real Talk with Keith Yeah, Smith. please, please, please uh, DM me, email me, text me. But more importantly, join us live. Dump some stuff and keep Jerry's fingers moving. And we will ask questions. This is your opportunity to ask two city council members a question. Keith Smith, Real Talk with Keith Smith, online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Click the Partners tab on the menu bar and find the brands and businesses you can trust in the game we call Real Estate, realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. For Judah Wickhauer and Keith Smith, my name is Jerry Miller. The I Love Seville show is up in one hour and nine minutes. Everybody, enjoy your Wednesday morning and happy Valentine's Day. Love you, Mom. Easy peasy.